the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Sue Free Show, talking about life, relationships, and achieving. Here's your host, Sue Freeze. Good evening, and it is a wonderful evening, isn't it? Do you ever ask yourself, and are you sure of who you are and who you are in him? That song that you just listened to is a new song for my show, and I just love it. I'd like to hear from you if you love it too, and the real question is, do you know who you are in Christ? Do you feel comfortable in his presence? Do you feel comfortable understanding his love and his sacrifice for you? Today we're going to talk about servanthood. We're going to talk about what it feels like and what it's like to be a servant. Because we are called, aren't we? Number one, to love thy Lord with all thy heart, thy soul, the mind. And then number two is to love thy neighbor as thyself. And to serve one another and put that other person before ourselves. Today I have a special guest that I met recently, who after a career as a multi-unit Burger King franchisee, sold his business, formed the American Dream Foundation, and has dedicated his life to charity and celebrating our American heritage through video and patriotic events in his community. Welcome, John. Hi, how you doing? It's great to be here. It is great having you here. Well, I've appreciated listening to your podcast, quite frankly. I've, I've taken the time to to listen to your show, and, and you're truly an inspired woman. Wow. Thank you. <laughs> I didn't even ask for that one. <laughs> That's really great. You know, John, after talking to you and reviewing your website, I see where you have done much. You've done so much to help nonprofits and to celebrate our country's heritage. To begin with, what inspired you to do all that? Well, as a young man, when I first got married, um, I was asked to join a community organization called the JCs, the Junior Chamber of Commerce. And uh, the motto of that organization was leadership training through community service. So as I, I joined that organization and learned about what it was all about, and, and it really is about service to your fellow man, uh, it, it molded my life. Uh, uh, there's an oath or a creed that... Uh, uh, the JCs have, and it, it's been my prayer for 50 years now. So what is that? The first part of it is we believe that faith in God gives meaning and purpose to human life. And what, what more can you start anything with in today's world, with all the things that are happening and the fact that uh, God is being challenged constantly. Uh, things are being changed, uh, and in order to really understand and appreciate life and to be a good father, you have to have a basic understanding of what God is all about, what the power of prayer is all about. And 
there's good people out this world in this world, but the thing that I've noticed the most of all is that if a family has the spirit within the house, it's different. You can feel it. You can see it. And, and it's all because of our Heavenly Father. I saw a billboard, and it says, well, a family that prays together stays together. And that is so awesome. And recently, if you have not gone and seen the movie War Room, I highly, highly recommend it. It is so awesome for any walk, wherever you are in your life, you need to go see that movie. Have you seen that movie, John? Amen. It, <laughs> <laughs> it's a really good movie. It's a really, in fact, I saw it myself and when I got done watching it, I went right to my phone and I texted the people that were having experiencing difficulties that uh, were portrayed in the movie. And I says, you know, you really need to see this. Yeah. Didn't tell them why. I says, right. you just really need to see it. It was that inspirational. Right. And it's important to share those things with other people. So, you know, they might not be uh, prompted to go do it otherwise. So when you have somebody that's going to say something like that, it really helps people to get off their bottom and go and spend the money to go see the movie. So... Explain more about, uh, you know, this JC Chamber of Commerce. Well, the organization really was built around uh, providing community service. Uh-huh. And uh, I learned so much through it. But, again, going to the creed, we, we already talked about we, you know, faith in God. Uh, the second line, uh, that the brotherhood of man transcends the sovereignty of nations. You know, a few years back, I watched a movie about World War One, and there was a battle going on, and for some reason... Uh, the troops were listening to some Christmas music and all of a sudden there was a, a halt to the fighting and the generals got together and they allowed both parties to experience Christmas Eve without fighting, without shooting. And I walked away from that movie and I said, you know, people are what's important. Governments, pride, those are the things that impact this world so much. But if it was up to all of us, the brotherhood of man, that, that really meant something to me, the brotherhood of man. And then that's what I think Christianity is all about. It's about loving your, your neighbor as yourself. I agree. That's what it says in the Bible. Okay, so number three uh, is that economic justice can best be won by the free men through free enterprise. You know, and that's what makes this country great. Uh, okay. My foundation is the American Dream Foundation. It's not the Gullo Family Foundation. I live the American Dream. It's the free enterprise system that allows us to go out and take our challenges and do what you want to do. Any, anybody can be successful in this country given the right opportunity to do that. And the free enterprise system, that, that's what it's all about. That, that's why we're so lucky here. The difference here, I've done a lot of traveling, been to a lot of countries, and a lot of people, you know, relate to the fact that, you know, we're a democracy. We're not really a democracy. We're a republic. And the way we govern ourselves above the people, by the people, for the people is what it's all about. And it's our economic freedoms that allow us to be able to accomplish that. You don't find that in a lot of countries. A lot of countries are very class societies. The poor, undeveloped countries are either really rich or really poor. You know, I spent two weeks in Africa, you know, two years ago and, it was just amazing uh, to me as I spent time, and uh, I don't know if you know this or not, but 60% of the population in Nairobi is Christian. I found that really amazing because we sit back over here with what's happening with other different religions. I don't know if I should name it or not name it, but it amazed me. And they're teaching Christian classes in their public schools. I was amazed at that. Just absolutely amazed that we've lost that in our school system. We don't spend that time. 
anymore. And we've become so politically correct that we're actually, in my opinion, appealing not to the masses, but to the minorities. Mm-hmm. So number four is government should be of laws rather than man. Whoa. Yeah, that's a big one, isn't it's, it? It's not a big one. It's a delicate one. Uh, government should be of laws. We have laws. The problem I have right now is that more and more the bench is making laws versus adjudicating laws. And, of course, you know what just transpired in the U.S. Supreme Court where it dealt with gay marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't choose to understand what that's all about, but I think our founding fathers were perfectly clear on how this country should be governed and what it should be governed. And and unfortunately today that the, the situation is that judges are, are interpreting laws differently than the strict letter of the law, and that's why we should be a government of laws rather than of men. That is delicate. Yes. Very delicate. But you said it very eloquently. Thank you. Yes. And the final was why and who am I or who I am. Why and who I am. The final line is is about service. Uh, we believe that uh, the brotherhood of man transcends the sovereignty of nations. Uh, we, service is what it's all about. I, I remember as a child, very, very poor, um, uh, and uh, I used to get so much joy as a kid at Christmas time, even though we didn't have a lot of money, but taking what few pennies I've had and going out and buying Christmas presents for my sisters and for my brothers and for mothers and fathers. And as I've matured and I've grown up, I says, you know, we've lost that spirit of giving and caring. And I, I spend so much of my time right now taking the time to help those that, that need help. And it's And it's difficult because sometimes in helping you can be hurting. You know, you need to be able to make people self-reliant, but, but that service was there. And, and I, I guess the best lesson I learned was at the age of 21, we used to have a project in Niagara Falls, and it was called the Holiday for the Handicap. Uh, there was an aquarium there, and they would shut their doors down for a day and allow people from uh, physically many challenged kids to come through the thing. And it, and it was so inspiring. And my first year, I took a group of uh, Down syndrome children through. And everybody out there, you know, you, you, when you're having children, you wonder whatever happens if that happened to me. Well, this was a group of kids that were probably at the eighth grade level, but function at the third grade level. But among themselves, they were the same. And I walked away from that. They so inspired to know that if this ever happened to me, I, I, I wouldn't keep my child home. I would keep my child with his peers where he, he wouldn't be different. He wouldn't be, you know, made fun of, uh, you know, and, and that's what you learn when you start doing stuff. Uh, I work with an organization called Enable Industries, and uh, they hire and train physically, mentally challenged people. And to see what happens over there, and they do a great job. Uh, there's about 300 people involved, and they place about 50 a year back in society at working jobs with a 90% success ratio. But I used to tell people, because my office was only a block away, and, you know, you all have those bad days. And you go, oh, this is nuts. I'm, this, this is ridiculous. I would jump in the car and I would go over there. You can't spend any time with those children or those people and say you got it rough. In fact, one of my, my favorite stories about there was, uh, the, the, I was on the board and they didn't have a lunchroom. And, uh, one of the things on their agenda was to, to have a lunchroom. So I stepped up and said, you know, I'll get it developed. I'll get it architect. I'll get it built. I want to do this for you. And during the course of that, I had a bunch of young men that I work with, and I do a lot of that, and I took them down there to help put the sheetrock up. 
And this is what I told them as they toured this facility. I says, as you walk around, you have to understand the, the, the nature of the clients here. And while you're worried about what kind of car you're going to drive, they're never going to drive. While you're worrying about, is, is the girl cute enough for me to marry, they're probably never going to get married. But you know what the secret is? They're all going to heaven. They've already made the change. They're, they're already there. God, they're God's chosen people. And, and it was just a heartwarming feeling to watch these young men, 12, 14 years old. It, it really clicked in their heads. You know, we take so much for granted and you really don't know. My, my son has a saying, you really don't know anything until the truck runs over you. And that's such a reactive society that we have. But, you know, that came from the JCs. That, that came from me learning about what service was all about by doing projects for the community. You're listening to the Sue Free Show on our flagship station, KKLA 99.5. And we have a really special guest because he hasn't even got into some of the things that he's been through and what he's done. He's 71 years old, and I'm just going to say that. Uh, but you have so much experience behind you and a lot of wisdom. And, you know, I asked you before, I said, what would be the best message that you could give to the listeners out there? Because I think all of us go through struggles, trying times, and we want to fit in. That is true. And sometimes I think people just don't feel like what they do or, you know, if they do the smallest of things, that it really doesn't matter. And you said that it does matter. The power of one. The, the power, power of one. In fact, you had a little joke I earlier do. today about the power of one. Don't steal my thunder. Okay. Okay. And, yeah, I was mentioning that uh, there was this saying that I saw, and I was trying to put it together, and what it was was, if you ever question the power of one, get in bed with a mosquito. <laughs> And that's so appropriate for me being the bug person, you know. So yeah. I thought that was really clever. Anyway. I thought that was clever, too. And yes, was, and it's so true, isn't it? So getting back to your your, your question was um, one of the greatest things I think we've accomplished uh, in, in with my foundation is um, we created the Hot Rock and Forth to celebrate America's heritage. And what we did was we, we put it around a charity event. And what we do is we, we staff this event um, with charities, and we reimburse the charity $10 an hour for every volunteer hour. We have 800 people give up their holiday to serve this project to raise money for a cause they believe in. I, I just sit back and marvel at that in this day and age that people would take the time. Uh, our largest charity, and I have had some real fun with them, is, is uh, our Savior Lutheran Church. And the, he asked me to come out to talk to their services. And I shared with him two thoughts. I says, you, you want to know how I picked our Savior Lutheran to be part of my event? And I said, there was a movie once called Working Girl, where the girl was an advertising girl, and she was saying how to match up Trask Radio, Trask Radio. Well, I was sitting there saying, I need somebody to handle the money. I need somebody to serve the beer. Beer, money, beer, money. Lutherans. And that's how the Lutherans got involved. But... I share with them, which I thought was kind of ironic, that year 80 of my volunteers were from their church. So I told them, I guess I got a tithing from you. I was so impressed with their involvement, and for 14 years they've done this, that I they, they had a building fund going on, and, and my foundation donated money above and beyond the 4th of July to help them build a new building. And you said some of them had never had a hammer in their hands. And yep, it's it, it's just amazing. I, yeah. uh, again, uh, this this event it has a big family plaza. It's built around a demolition derby, but to see the fact that there's no professionals, this is all volunteers. Uh, there's no management. There's no production. All the money that's made goes to the charities, uh, and it's been 15 years. Pretty pretty exciting. So 
Tell us a little bit about your childhood. Uh, I was so poor I couldn't pay attention. <laughs> I grew up on the west side of Buffalo. Uh, my mother, it was, it's kind of an interesting story, but she was married by contract when she was 13. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had six kids before she was 20. I was the only one that uh, was uh, born in her 20s. She always told us, you may have holes in your pants, but they're always going to be clean. And uh, she was a great mother. Just for, for a woman who was experiencing childhood while she was in, having childbirth was just amazing. She counseled me so well through my life. Uh, she remarried when I was 15 years old. And uh, I wasn't a good kid at that time. I was a leather jacket grease ball. I mean, that's the truth. And uh, my uh, new father, I never, I'll never refer to him as a stepfather because he was the only father I really knew. He... Um, bought a sports car that was bigger than the one he had because now he was a family man and they were married about two to three months somewhere in there and i stole the car and smashed it up oh boy and uh he came home then and i told him what i'd done and he didn't say anything two weeks went by and he sat me down he says do you realize what you did i says you know i took the car didn't have permission to take the car i smashed it up he says no let me explain something to your son and this is for everybody out there listening this is key to your children he said when you were born, you had a name. It's a good name. It's what you do with that name that's important. Now, with what you've done, you've lost my trust. You have to understand the impact of what I could do for you in, my, in your life as your father and losing my trust, what that means and what that does to your name. And I just sat there, and it, was, it, was, it clicked. And then he turned to me and he said, punish yourself. I gave up my driving license. I didn't drive till I was 18. I paid to fix the car. But now when I'm working with inner city youth and different kids, I tell them, you show me that leadership cockiness, and it's up to me to harness that, to set the example. And, and if you were to ask me, what's the biggest thing hurting this country today? It's role models, really good role models. And that's the challenge. The, the family unit is just what it's all about. When I was running for the school board, I turned to uh, the people, and I was doing, like, cottage meetings in houses. And I said, you know, what is affecting us the most? And, of course, they all said television. I said, no, it's over there. So what's that? It's called the snack bar. Families don't eat together anymore. I learned about politics, religion, and everything at the dinner table. We just don't do that anymore. I totally agree with that. That is so important. And, you know, we're so busy with everything that we have going on, but still mothers and fathers... The power of one, power of two is, you know, you have the ability and the power to change your schedules to fit in that family dinner to where you sit around. And, and you know, the family dinner is a great time to say, what is your, what is your number one positive for today? What is your down? What is the thing that upset you the most today? Or, you know, if you could give this day a one to ten, what would it be and why? You know, it's just asking those questions you can share with your children and, those that have teenagers, you're smiling right now. Yeah, you don't know my kid because, you know, I ask them a question and all they say is yes or no. And so we have to ask probing questions that are going to get them to say more than just yes and no. But that dinner time is just so important. It really is. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. You know, the one thing I, you know, on the family note I really want, when I, I was on the school board for four years, and what was really ironic, the, the grade schools that really performed well, were all the schools that had really active PTAs. 
parental involvement in education, it just isn't there anymore because mom's working, dad's working schedules, and, you know, we're just always too tired and, and, and the kids are left alone. And my experience on the school board was the most rewarding thing that I had. But uh, Why is that? Because I got to, you know, by the time I was a businessman. And when my kids were going to school, I was a victim. I was developing my business. And when I finally took the time to go back and see what was happening, see what education was all about, the one thing that really bothers me about education today is the fact that we've taken America out of education. My foundation offered to produce and celebrate America Month in our school district. And we made the presentation. They never said no. They never said yes. Uh, but teach, it didn't happen. It didn't happen. <laughs> it didn't happen. But I keep trying. Right. And, and and again, prayer and God we trust. I mean, you know, I saw a report a few weeks ago that uh, said that the rate of Christianity has fallen like 10%. And you wonder why. And, and, and it still goes back to that family unit. I learned about God from my mother. I mean, she told me. She told me about the power of prayer. She told me about all those things, and she shared with me, and she prayed with me. That isn't happening as much as it should. That is true, and we have life lessons every minute of every day, and it's up to us to take that time to coach and train because those eyes are looking at you, and they want to know, and they want to have that direction, and they want to be hemmed in and feel secure in their family unit, and that's the way you can do it the most, by lots of hugs and praying over your children and showing them how it's done, showing them that that Lord, our Lord and Savior is there for us and there for them too. So, you know, if we can't be there, at least they have somewhere to go. They can look up, they can speak up, and they can say something, which is awesome. Well, one of the things I do as a grandfather, because you get those kids where it's poor me, I, you know, I've got all these problems. And I use this saying, and I really think it's true, you learn more what not to do in life than you learn what to do. Mm-hmm. And I had a grandson that was having some problems because he's a product of divorce and his his real father wasn't giving him the type of love and affection he wanted. And he was in that poor me syndrome. And I just said, just make sure you're not the same father when it's your turn. That's really good. That's really good because we can learn both positive and negatives from those around us. We want to take the best and leave the rest. That's I, what I say. You, you got it. Yes. You know, I got an email from you, and the email, this is what it says at the end, and I love it. It says, in God we trust, in bold, and it says, work like you don't need the money, play as though you were a child, love like you have never been hurt, dance how you do when no one is watching. We live in the land of the free only because of the brave. Isn't that awesome? It, it, and it's true. I, I produced a video called In the Company of Heroes. Yeah. And we'll he- hear more about that right after this brief break. Okay. Thank you so much. Hi, Sue Freeze, the Termite Lady here. It's been my privilege to serve my community for 32 years as owner of E. coli Termite and Pest Control. Family is one of the most important things in my life, so you can imagine my panic when my little boy Tyson stopped breathing for the first time when he was two years old. It was the most terrifying thing I'd ever experienced. In an instant, Tyson had become a statistic. One in eight children in California who suffers from life-threatening asthma. Those of you who listen to my radio show understand that I'm not a victim. I'm a mover, I'm a doer, and I'm a believer. And so I did what I had to do. I set out to find out why Tyson was suffering those horrific asthma attacks, and the journey was powerful and illuminating. I learned so much about how asthma attacks can be prevented, how you can make your home a healthier, happier environment, and how you can emerge from challenging situations like this even stronger and more powerful 
than you ever could imagine. I've shared my family's story in my new book, Learning to Breathe, available now on my website, www.suefreeze.com. If you or someone you love suffers from asthma, this is a book you must read. Please order your copy today. And for more information about effective alternatives to traditional pest control, please call us at Ecola 800-332-2847. We'd love to help you take care of your home and your family, too. Learning to Breathe, available now at soupfreeze.com. They're called the stealth bugs of the insect world, termites. Every homeowner's nightmare. But a lot of KKLA listeners don't lose a moment of sleep over termites because of E. coli termite and pest control. They are California's leading ecological alternative termite control company. You see, E. coli gets rid of termites by using family-friendly, poison-free alternatives like Electrogun that seeks out and eliminates the little rascals, microwave process for small areas, and their new E. coli heat using clean, hot air for entire walls. No embarrassing circus tent over your home. No poison gas, no bagging your food, or moving out for a couple of days. E. coli termite and pest control gets rid of termites effectively and quickly. So, call E. coli at 877-332-BUGS. 877-332-BUGS. E. coli, powerful termite and pest control as gentle as a butterfly. Ask about their two-year warranty. Call 877-332-BUGS. You're listening to The Sue Free Show. Thank you so much, E. coli, termite and pest management services, for sponsoring this show. You know, if it wasn't for E. coli, we wouldn't be here today, and so I'm very grateful. So if you know anybody that might want to advertise or sponsor this show, please connect, would you, with me on the Sue Freeze, spelt like fries, one word, dot com. And when you go there, there's different things that you can get for free. You can get video. You can get uh, printouts of the I Ams. I have a new program where you actually can uh, speak the I Am verses that I have put together. And you can speak them with your own voice. We record it. And then you can get this either by MP3 or by CD, and you can listen to these, and it is a known fact that if you hear your own voice, that it it gets deeper into your brain and it helps you with renewing of your mind. We want to transform with the renewing of our minds. So how you do that is by listening to these I am's that you speak, and you listen to them both morning and night, and then uh, within 30 days you'll you'll feel a difference. You just will. But at 90 days, you will see a transformation happening within yourself. And, you know, I don't know about you, but I really would love all of us to just strive on being better tomorrow and today than we were yesterday. That's a really good goal, isn't it? And this power of one, and if you have this belief system that, you know, you know, what can you do? You're only one person. That is a lie, and we don't want to believe that. We want to believe that that each one of us contributes, and we were created for a specific purpose, and we need to live out that purpose according to God's will. And I know you will, because that's what we're called to do. The other thing is learning to breathe. The book that I wrote about asthma and respiratory issues, that book is really close and dear to my heart. I have a passion for this. That's why E. coli is there, is because, you know, our health, you can't buy it. But we can protect it, and we need to do that. And this book will help you or help somebody you know. If you purchase this book, you can read how to prevent or minimize the triggers so that you will have a breathe-easy life. And, you know, I don't know about you, but 
I have to remind myself to breathe, just to breathe. So to breathe easy is really a wonderful thing. So please purchase this book and uh, learn what you can to help your life or, or those around you, okay? So before the break, John, we were talking about um, the American Dream Foundation, and you were saying that you created a video. It's a patriotic video. So explain or tell us about that. Well, we, we've done several. Uh, the first one we did was called Hymn to America. I got together with a producer, songwriter, Lex Diazavados, Grammy Award winning, and we, and we did this video with the Millennial Choir, and it was just phenomenal, and it just triggered in me. And then we heard about a cruise ship leaving Hawaii, going through the Pacific Theater with World War II veterans. I sent my videographer on the trip. When we came back, we produced this video called In the Company of Heroes. Uh, guys telling their story about what it was like at Guam, at Iwo Jima. A lot of the black and white pictures were their pictures, guys that looked like Tyrone Power that were now 78 years old and kind of a little dumpy looking. And when I came back, the, the, the newspaper did an article on it, and they asked me, why did I fund something like this? And I said, it's really simple. I think it's really important that the kids today know the price that was paid to give them to burn the flag. You know, when you really stop and think about it, my kids didn't know what World War II was about. They didn't know what Vietnam was about. And except for 911, which really kind of awakened this country for a while, we just don't really know how important armed services are for us and, 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 and what they do for us and being involved with that. And subsequent to that, uh, a girl won a contest for running an essay, My Responsibility to Freedom, and uh, she won a contest. And I was so inspired by her words that we put that to video. So we've taken a lot of stuff like that uh, and really worked. And then we get it out into the schools. We get it out in, into uh, as many places as we can because uh, I just don't think our system really celebrates our heritage and tells a story about wh- what it got us here how it came to here. Uh, and that's one of the tragedies uh, of our system, um, and, and it's a challenge for our faith. You don't know what you've got till it's gone, and we don't appreciate what we have until it's gone. So uh, we need to hold on to it and protect it right. at all costs. And then recently, uh, uh, in 2008, I was in Puerto Rico on the first day of a prepaid vacation, 60 yards from shore, and I had congested heart failure. Uh, got back to shore somehow. I don't actually remember anymore, but spent four days in Puerto Rico, made the decision to come back to the United States, and I was operating. I had five bypasses. At that time, I was um, well over 300 pounds uh, and really out of shape, and I've spent a, a year with a personal trainer trying to get healthy again, and all of a sudden, I kept seeing this sign, pickleball. Went, What's pickleball? Well, the end result was I went out and got involved with it. Ended up losing almost 80 pounds. I work out every day. Tomorrow I'm going to Simi Valley, people. There's courts there. Uh, it's a cross between tennis and table tennis. Uh, you're bending, you're stretching, you're moving. It's on a court one-fourth the size of a tennis court. It's played with a paddle and a wiffle ball. But it's the most social game ever. I mean, uh, the camaraderie that I've gotten out of it. Because, and, and you really have to experience it uh, yourself and uh we donated eight courts to the Ogden City, and there was only six people who knew how to play that game at that time. Now in Ogden City alone, there's over 300 people playing. There's 60 courts now from North Salt Lake to Tremont, Utah. And I look at how many lives I've impacted from a health standpoint. It's a great family sport. 
So right now, that that's my focus. That's my attention, and I'm just loving it and having a ball with it. And uh, as I was sitting today uh, in an office working on something, I got a phone call from the mayor of West Haven. And he says, we've heard all about this thing. Can I meet you when you come back into town? We really want to build courts here. But it's about health. we got to get kids away from television. we got to get phones out of kids' hands. And we got to get them to start being physical. And it isn't about soft drinks and all this other stuff. They're not burning the calories anymore. And I was the perfect example of it at that time. True. That's a very good message right there for us parents to take it within ourselves to say, you know, let's get up. Let's get out of this this dark room. Uh, you know, I have kids close to me, uh, nephews, nieces, and I, I see it. I see it. And it's it's a struggle because, you know, it really just pulls them in and they want to just hang out there. And they can either they can even be on a game with other people in other houses, but they're not socially seen and physically being with these other children. So I think definitely we need to get them outdoors. Well, you know. I, I do a lot of work with Prevent Child Abuse Utah, and we were at one of their seminars one day. And again, remember I said the statement, until the truck runs over you, you don't know it's there. Well, this guy got up there, and on the Internet, in five minutes, a sexual predator knew where this girl lived in five minutes, but through searching engines that are also – and I, I just sat there and said, oh, my gosh. Here we, we look at this Internet as being – so helpful in so many ways, but boy, if without the parental control in, in, to it, uh, there's stuff that's really bad with it, and 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 that's what getting them out of the away from the computer and getting them off the phones is all about. So the power of one. What else would you like to say to the people listening today about encouraging them and inspiring them that they can make a difference, just like you did, and do. So what would you say to them? The most important thing is coming up in a few weeks. It's called vote. Your vote does matter. And the power of one group together with a bunch of people can rule the world. The next thing I would say is take the time to find organizations that are in your community. Volunteer that day. But, you know, go down there and spend some time. Give of yourself. You know, I, I gave a talk once, and it's, it's, it's good and it's bad. We've become a nation of united givers. This country donates more money to charity than any place else. But writing a check isn't the answer. Taking the time to become physically involved and, and, and learn what something's going out there is really what we need to be doing. Step out of your comfort zone a little bit. Absolutely. It might be uncomfortable, but it's well worth it. Well, you know, working with Physically Mentally Challenged did a lot for me. Uh, we hired in our restaurants uh, th- those children to be in the dining room. Because they can clean the tables, they can do stuff. And what really bothered me sometimes is because customers didn't know how to react to their, let's say, abundance of love and, and falling all over them. Uh, it bothered me because they were sometimes irritated by it versus seeing the love in these children. Well, I got to tell you about one experience. We had this one contest going on, and we were selling uh, uh, charitable things to people for a dollar to raise money for charity. And there was an incentive in the restaurant for the kids who sold the most. And we had this young little little challenge girl working for us. And at this day and age, at the end of the promotion, all the kids said, take ours and put it in her name. Let her be the winner. I got to tell you, seeing kids, you know, 18, 16, 17 years old, loving somebody like that and wanting to give to them, it, it was, I cried. I just really cried. It was, it was just amazing. That's Lots a, of good kids out there. That's a nice story. Really nice story. 
So, John, you mentioned the restaurant. So you're talking about, in, in my intro for you, is that you owned numerous Burger Kings. For, 44 in three states. 44 Burger Kings. That's right. And then you don't have them anymore. No, in 1998, I, I, I was successful in the business because I love kids. And when I worked for Burger King first before I opened my own restaurant, I had developed more kids in the management than anybody else because of the way I looked at how I was raised. And all of a sudden, I had all these restaurants, and I'm, I'm a multi-unit manager, and I'm not in the restaurants anymore. I'm not taking that one-on-one time with the kids. I, one of the things I used to do, because I always used to say in business, you got to work with kids, you got to get rid of the suit. So I ride a Harley. So I'd, I'd jump on my leathers, I'd jump on my Harley, and I'd go to the restaurant. And then the kids would say, well, oh, man, how cool. And they would take, and all of a sudden, they were relaxed. They weren't afraid of the suit. It wasn't the owner. And, 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 uh, you know, that, that, that part is what drove me into selling out of the business. I says, I, I wanted to give back. I have a song that I love. It's because I've been given much, I too much give. And I think God has chosen us to, uh, all have our talents in things that we do. And if we're successful, he wants to see what we do with our success. And, and I share that success. I, I spent a lot of time with a, an inner city organization called Youth Impact. We, we developed this program, Youth in Transition. Part of the board of education thing, because you know, the board, school boards are really, you gotta go to college, you gotta go to college, you gotta go to college. Well, you know, we need good tradespeople. You should know that more than anybody else because you're I need people big time. I need people out there. Ecola needs people. So, so what we do is we fund a program where we bring, uh, teachers that are becoming teachers at Weber State University down and we prepare kids for life after high school mm-hmm. and getting them into trades. Yeah, not everybody is made to be a student the way school is set up to be and you taught. Talk, yeah, and you talk about the power one. I have to show this guy came down that rents helicopters. And he came down and he made this presentation for the kids and everything else. One of those kids is a pilot today. How? Oh, that's so I, I great. Mean, I mean, it's just amazing. <laughs> uh, you know, I, another thing with this program, uh, the year after 9-11, we went down there and we did this patriotic thing. We got... George Washington clothes and everything else, and we we did this story and skit, and then we had gave them all a test on America. And of the 150 kids there, 15 of them got 100%. But we had a bike for the kids under 12 and a bike for the kids over 12. And it just so happened that the kid that won that was under 12 had just had his bike stolen that week. Hmm. You had to see this kid's face when he won the bike. But that's not the cool thing. The 16-year-old kid that won a bike turn to the guy that runs the the organization and says, you know, I'm going to be driving this year. I don't really need this bike. Why don't you give this to some of the other kids in the organization here that could really use it and really appreciate it? And I says, wow. I mean, this is this. these are inner city kids, kids with lousy moms and, and problems. And like one of the things Rob always said to me, the worst part of their job, because they pick the kids up after school, take them, teach them fun, what have you, but then they take them home. He says, at the end of the day, you know you're taking them home to the house that isn't functional, and it hurts. Uh, so uh, those are the experiences. When you when you get involved and you start volunteering, your heart is going to be touched. Uh, with the pickleball thing, we do a thing every year where we, we physically train, physically mentally challenge kids, and it's great because in an hour, this guy that teaches gets them actually playing. But the f- adults that volunteer to help you should hear their comments afterwards because they haven't experienced it in their own personal life and the emotions that it brings out of them, the feeling of love, the feeling of caring, 
you know, that's what life is all about, and that's the biggest reward. It's it's not money. We went back then in the beginning. Money is the least most important thing in the world. It's just a necessity, but it's not important. You're listening to The Sue Free Show on our flagship station, KKLA 99.5. And thank you, San Diegans, for listening to The Sue Free Show and up north, too, and all over the world now with the Internet and iTunes and iHeart. It's just so wonderful to be able to share this time with you and these wonderful stories that we hear week after week. You know, so commonly I read out of a book, and again, I'm going to read out of this book because this spoke to my heart, and maybe it'll speak to yours too. I think it will, and here it goes. Take time to be still in my presence. The more hassled you feel, the more you need this sacred space of communion with me. Breathe slowly and deeply. Really do that, would you? Just breathe in, hold it, and then exhale. Relax in my holy presence while my face shines upon you. This is how you receive my peace, which I always want you to have. Imagine the pain I feel when my children tie themselves up in anxious knots, ignoring my gift of peace. I died a criminal's death to secure this blessing for you. Receive it gratefully. Hide it in your heart. My peace is an inner treasure growing within you as you trust in me. Therefore, circumstances cannot touch it. Be still, enjoying peace in my presence. Psalm 46.10 is a very great scripture. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Number 625, the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. That's number 625.26. Isn't that awesome? I just love that. It's saying to be still. You know, we have a time to be hurried and busy and get things done. And a lot of the times we don't take that time. And I'm speaking to myself right now. I have people that listen to my show and say, you know, you really need to listen to your show a little more. You need to do what you're saying you need to do. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. So maybe that's you. Maybe you're so hurried and you're so busy. You're not taking that time to just breathe. And this prayer time after watching this movie, War Room, I have to tell you that it was so impactful to me personally that I am not spending enough time in prayer. And it is a battle that we are doing. And it's not in what you see. It's in the spiritual realm. And that's what they explain to you. And this one woman, man, what a mighty warrior. She she shows you how it's really done in this movie. It's pretty amazing. But we do need to be fighting this battle. And there is a battle going on. It's a battle for your soul, a battle for your family. And we need to stand firm and strong and belief and faith that God is there to protect us and to see us through whatever is being thrown our way. And don't ever, as John said, you know, the power of one. It's being one with the Lord. But you, you were created for a specific purpose and you need to fulfill that purpose based on the gifts that you have been given. If you're not sure what your purpose is, it's okay. It's okay. Just look at what brings you passion. You can tell by John's voice he's passionate. He's just passionate. He's passionate about making a difference. He's passionate about giving back. His lessons and and the love that he has, he's just passionate about it. And we all have a passion, and we need to follow that passion because that's where God wants us to be in our hearts, not in our heads. So I hope the message that you've heard today is, is, I don't know, creating something in you to understand that you have power 
and just you can make a difference. Just you. So, John, we don't have much time left. How would you want to wrap this up? I'm going to give it to you now. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. I just love listening to you, by the way. I mean, it's it's just amazing how the words flow from you. You're you're truly inspired, and I want you to know that I feel that whenever I, I listen to you. Thank you. You know, how do you wrap this up? You know, people, love conquers all. Taking the time to listen to somebody versus talking, and that's one of my problems. Sometimes I get a little bit too passionate, and I run at the mouth, and taking the time to to find out about other people but but again caring and sharing is what it's all about uh, taking the time to I, I love working with kids i love being that role model they need the role models unfortunately we just don't have them out there anymore the, the way we should i mean i i remember john kennedy he was inspirational me too as you go through things today and, and, and you look at the way things are happening don't accept what happens out there don't accept it. Make a change. Gandhi said it best. Be the change you want to see in the world. That's very good. That's a pretty strong message. I I, I would I wish I had claimed it myself. <laughs> in fact, I'll just, when I first heard it, somebody gave me a paperweight and a hat on it, and I started using it. Then I found out it was his saying I couldn't plagiarize it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> You like a lot of sayings. You have a lot of sayings. Quotes mean a lot to me. Uh, I joke, and I've created the term HDADD. I have high definition attention deficit order. And I don't read a lot of books. Uh, the best way I've learned the scriptures is by giving lessons on individual scriptures versus taking the time to read the book itself. Um, but uh, caring and sharing, it's, it's what life is all about. And that's the only thing that's really going to give you true happiness. And and. I remember when I coached Little League and my son started arguing with with the umpire. And I yanked him because he's the umpire. Teaching respect. Respect is critical to me. It's paramount in everything I do. You you, you have to have respect. And that's, that's what my dad taught me when I stole his car. Respect me. Respect yourself. Love yourself. And don't break that trust. Trust is really important. Integrity, honesty. Right. Very important. And once you lose that, you know, you lose a lot. Your name, it's important. Stand up for something. Stand up for what you believe in. You know, Sue, I guess what I really like to say after spending the time here and meeting you and and learning all about you, what you do during the day and what you do with this show and how many lives you've impacted, I'd like to issue a challenge to your listeners. Okay. Take everything that you've heard, not just today, but on all the previous shows. you got a good woman here, got a lot of great ideas, and she's got a lot of answers for you. I challenge you, take it into your life. Take God into your life. Make a difference in this world. John, it's really been a pleasure to have you on the show today. Uh, I wasn't sure how it was going to work out, and I think it's been very helpful for those listening because my big goal is for you, listener, you know, I, I want things to make a difference. I want things that are said here, the Lord's word, to impact you and the guests that come on and the stories that, that are told to give you inspiration and to give you a hope that maybe you're not feeling at the moment. God is there for you. Just reach up, ask him in your life, and he'll be there. God bless you. Be a blessing. Until next week. Bye-bye. This has been the Sue Free Show, sponsored by E. coli termite and pest control services.
It's a time of the year when bugs multiply like crazy and start looking for a home, your home. Ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, and a lot of other creepy crawly critters, even rats and other varmints. It's time to call E. coli Termite and Pest Control Services. They offer complete ecological pest control of rodents and insects. E. coli has one-time services, ongoing monthly services, their most popular and economical every-other-month service, and even quarterly service for occasional pest problems. E. coli keeps rats and mice out and eliminates insects in their nests. It's the most effective way. And their termite control is legendary. So call E. coli today for a free estimate of complete pest control at 877-332-BUGS. No more creepy-crawly critters like ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, rats, and other pests. Call them at 877-332-BUGS. 877-332-BUGS. E. coli, powerful pest control services as gentle as a butterfly. Ask about their two-year warranty. Call 877-332-BUGS. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.